Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 117. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sister Beezy is the founder and executive director of Imani House, a 501c3 nonprofit organization serving marginalized youth, families, and immigrants in Brooklyn, New York, and Liberia, West Africa. Born and raised in the Marcy Projects in Brooklyn, Sister Beezy comes from the same background of those she seeks to serve. A devoted wife and mother, her greatest glory is the success of her five children. Sister Beezy is an educator, an alumna of Brooklyn College, a published author, and a community activist with extensive training and experience in organizational management and program development. She created Imani House Brooklyn in 1997 when she returned from West Africa where her family had lived since 1985. She started programs that gave food to the homeless and she recruited and trained volunteers, set up an adult literacy English project and offered other assistance to low-income immigrants. She is known for innovative programming and project implementation and she has developed many projects to help underserved communities in both Brooklyn and Liberia, West Africa. Here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to talk about Imani House and the sixth annual Walk to Live Walkathon and Festival is Sister BZ. Sister BZ, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, what is the, give my, my listeners your full name. I call you Sister BZ, but what is your full name? My full name is BC Ede Abdullah. B.C. Eder Abdullah. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> now, I can't yeah. wait to talk about this upcoming Childhood Obesity Walk uh, because it's so near and dear to my heart, you know, being that my organization focuses on childhood obesity. But before we do, please tell my listeners a little more about you and why you created Imani House. Well, to keep it short, uh, we lost our daughter, Imani. Um, she was stillborn because of racial differences and marginalization of me personally. We won our trip in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, they refused to admit me to a hospital, not only because I didn't have insurance, but because I was dressed in African clothing, um, and they just were racist. And so by the time we reached the the public hospital, our daughter had died. And it really destroyed me, and I decided to leave the United States forever. And that's when we moved to West Africa and began doing work there. Prior to leaving the United States, I was an activist. I lived in Miami, Florida, although I'm born in Brooklyn. And um, my husband and I created quite a community there of Afrocentric um, um, black people. And I was very, very happy. Unfortunately, when this happened, I felt that I no longer could trust the United States to help me raise my my four children at that time, and um, we decided to leave. But you came back. Well, it's it's a long story. We decided to leave. We were going to do great projects in Liberia. 
was a little naive. We, um, I ended up teaching in a Liberian school. My husband uh, worked for private business. But my objective was to stay there and raise what we now had was five children. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, if you know Liberia, uh, war broke out in 1990. And we still stayed. We were there for seven years. And we stayed for seven years of the most brutal types of atrocities you've ever heard, seen, or smelled, to be honest. And we suffered through it with our children for the sake of our children and probably my dream. I can't say it was my husband's dream. My dream was to be fully integrated back into Africa where our ancestors came from. Okay, but you came back and you started in Monty House, Brooklyn. Right. I actually came back several times between 1990 and 1994, trying to bring awareness to what was going on in Liberia. Massive starvation, atrocity, tribal uh, and ethnic cleansing. It wasn't called that at the time, but nobody would listen. I I was on the radio. I was on TV. um, I was on broadcast, um, but nobody would listen. And I finally gave up in 94 and returned home to suffer through it. Um, so in 1996, we had one of the worst attacks on the, on the city, and uh, we left. We moved to Senegal, uh, sat there for four months prior to trying to go back to Liberia, which you couldn't do. It was so out of control. Wow. And so I moved on to the United States and um, began the work that I do with Imani House Brooklyn while holding on to what we were doing in Liberia. Hmm. So you guys basically are international. You have a location in Liberia today and in the U.S. Yes, yes. Um, We opened the clinic in 1993 in uh, a semi-rural area of Liberia, Brewerville, and we still maintain that clinic um, and its staff. We have 30 staff on the ground, all Liberian, Hmm. and uh, managers and we, we make do. We have adult literacy. Um, we've just created a public health program. I have an unending amount of energy. Yes, I can um, tell. My, <laughs> my husband worked for the UN, and um, he did that for most of the time that I was building Imani House. Um, he is now retired. Nice. I, um, when I got back to Brooklyn, I couldn't just sit idle when I saw the problems, mostly homeless people on the street, people without food. Yes. Um, a lot of immigrants in the community that I had rented an office in, um, but I rented that office in 93. Um, and so I just went into that office and began to develop programs um, to keep from going crazy. I was really um, post-traumatic stress, which I didn't know at the time. And I still had five children to finish raising. They were still young. Um, so my husband was working abroad, and I was here with the children, no money. Mm. The rent on the on the space that I had rented was three years in arrears. Wow. Um, and we had not been put out because the neighborhood was so devastated. It was It's Park Slope. Mm, Park Slope. Um, mm. Park Slope, that's it. Wow. And um, we were not put out of the space, the storefront. And so I was able to use it and begin to develop things that I could do at the site itself. And uh, since that time, I have um, developed after-school programs. We still do adult literacy. It's The need for English is not as high as it was, but the need for reading and writing, especially for immigrant population, is still extremely high. 
We also do GED. Mm. And as you can see with the walk, I feel like all of our programs are health and wellness. Health is not just taking a pill. Health is mental health, physical health, emotional health. And so that is our, our aims and objective at this point. When we had to fine-tune it because we do so much, I fine-tune it down to health and wellness for youth, families, and in the United States for immigrants. I'm so impressed with the work that you're doing through Armani House, you know, for the community, uh, especially because you're working with so many of the underserved populations, you know, which is so much in need of these services that you uh, are providing at Armani House. But really, what really caught my attention lately, though, is the fact that you're, you're hosting an event on June 2nd. And, uh, you know, because, again, my organization is about childhood obesity and trying to prevent it. And what you're doing is bringing awareness about it. Tell my listeners about that event, the name of it, why you're doing it. Give me all that good information. Okay, well, one of the interesting things about walking is when I first returned in 97, I was pretty bad off. I didn't know it. I just worked nonstop. Um, Wherever there was something to do, I did it. Um, But a friend took me out for a walk in Prospect Park. And um, I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it around the park. I, I just didn't believe I could. And I weighed over 200 pounds because I'd sat in Senegal and ate the most delicious food. Mm, okay. um, and so wow. she took me out once. She said, don't worry. Just cross over the, 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 you know, the, the grass and go out the other end and you'll be fine. And by the third time, I made the park. I made the 3.5-mile walk. And I became a walker after that, and I have been walking ever since. It's hard for me to get tired when I walk. Wow. Um, and so I decided I'm looking at the children we're working with. We have in our after-school program, it's mostly performing arts, where I can get them to dance and tap and do any kind of physical exercise yes. to get, make them healthy. Yes. And then I began to hear about this childhood obesity epidemic. That's what it is. And then I be, began to hear about fatty liver. And I'm thinking, oh, they're eating McDonald's almost every day um, and other fast foods, I mean, that I actually have eaten, but I find it's, it's, not, it's, it's not controlled. So here we end up with um, children with diabetes over over, and I just found out last week that now children are starting to show high blood pressure. Oh, yes. At a high rate, especially among black children and Latino children. Um, and so... You know, we are, I think they said, 63% overweight in the last three, 30 years mm. amongst children. Wow. So it wasn't like that before. Yes. And it's not like that in Africa. And it's not yeah. necessarily even in countries in Africa where people have money. That, um, the people who do have money, it's not that children are not overweight. It's not because they're starving. It's because the way they, their health habits. There's no fast food stores, at least there weren't. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you have to cook a dinner, you have to cook a meal, you don't buy it in the fast food store or have it shipped in. So, you know, we thought, well, what could we do? We tried to find a name and I said, you know, one of the uh, mission of Imani House is to help people do for themselves. I am very selfish. I don't believe in giving anything away. So how could you do something for yourself? What you can do is you can get out and walk for yourself. Doesn't cost you anything. It's beautiful outside if you have a coat on, if it's not, you know? And so because we work with children, we turned it into a family event. Nice. And we said, okay, let's call it Walk to Live. 
and take responsibility to improve our own lives. Responsibility is an important word in my life. You know, yes. I come from very meager background, but I've taken responsibility for my existence yes. and for the existence of my brothers and sisters. You know, I am the traditional brother's keeper. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's where we ended up. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful program. Um, the children and families come out and I haven't had maybe one or two out of hundreds that'll say, I can't make the whole park. But when we get to walking and we're walking all together, before you know it, the tiniest of babies is at the finish line. Really? really? And we love that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel so proud of them. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. Now, tell my listeners, where will the walk take place? Okay, the walk is going to take place in Prospect Park okay. at the Grecian Shelter. It's the area where a lot of people get married. It, it has columns. It's on... Parkside. Yes. And uh, I can't remember the other street, Cross Street, but it's on Parkside and it's right across the street from the parade ground where people play soccer and tennis and other. People can take the Q train to Parkside Avenue and walk straight up until they meet the entrance, about a 10 minute walk um, down Parkside Avenue for the entrance. Wow. So this is a great opportunity opportunity to actually get some exercise in, right, and su support a worthy cause. Now, is it open to the public? Is there a, a fee associated with it? There is a fee. It's, it's small. It's just to cover our cost. Um, we'd hope to raise more in the future or now yeah. so that we can do more special exercise, continuing exercise programs for children and families in the school we work in. Um, it's $10 for adults, but it's free for children up to three children. And so it's really not a big expense. It's a latte. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but the point of it is it's a festival. It's there to have fun. That's my other um, lifelong yearning, to have fun. Oh, definitely. We have to have fun or we won't do it. So we walk, and after we walk, we'll have a couple of maybe speeches from some politicians who have fought off diabetes. Perhaps um, we're hoping that Brooklyn Borough President will show up and tell us how he did that um, just to encourage the group. Yes. Um, huge amounts of African Americans and Latinos have diabetes now and high blood pressure by the time they're 45. Yes. And it's just not necessary. If we stop it at the root, which is the child, look at better eating habits, look at exercise, and look at emotional and, and sociological types of activities that make us happy, instead of stressed all the time, yes. I do believe that we can conquer it before it even begins. Oh, definitely. And are you looking for as many people to come out as possible to this event? We are looking for as many people to come out as possible. You do not have to bring a child. You can just come out and walk and say, I want to support this cause. I want to bring awareness to the issues that are many times swept under the rug. Yes. Um, I don't know how many people heard about it, but twice as many black women lose their children at birth mm. than the other population. And what is the reason for that? There are many reasons, but part of the reason is a lack of awareness. Awareness is that information we talk about where information is power. Yes. Knowing that you can control your own destiny is very, very important. And so we have um, uh, medical people out teaching uh, CPR. We have dancing. Nice. We have exercise. We have games for the children. Wow. 
Um, and so we, you know, we turned it into a festival. We like to have fun. Wow. That sounds like a party. <laughs> so we can't just, it's like a big party. Yes. We can't just walk in and, 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 and come back and then go home. <laughs> we don't know how to do that. So we're turning it into a big party. So if there's entertainers out there that would like to entertain, we'll have a DJ, we'll have all the sound equipment. Um, we have all our permits already. Nice. Um, anybody that wants to participate, and it's multicultural. We're looking for all of the support we can get, you know. And it's not about the ten dollars; it's about communities, especially now, considering the political climate, that respect and care about each other. Okay, a huge population that is dying of sickness, suffering from high blood pressure and stress, which is a major factor in this type of inflammation. Um, should be supported and shown that we do care about you. So everybody's welcome, no matter your socioeconomic level, no matter you have a child or you don't have a child, no matter you're white, Native American, India from East India, Jamaican, Caribbean, come out and, and join this, um, this amazing effort to show people how to save their own lives and to support bringing awareness to this insidious issue that is affecting our communities by and large double the amount that it is affecting other communities. Mm. Well said, well said. Now, what time does the walkathon and festival take place? Okay, I will start. They can register online. It would save us a lot of time. They go to www.ihiwalktolive. That's I-H-I walk to live one word dot com and they can register from there or they can register the day of so we start registration at 9 30 in the morning okay we are hoping to start walking at 10 30 this is the sixth annual by the way yes so we do it every year and we kind of got a sense of it as soon as there's enough people there we begin the walk so we say that starts at 10 30 we walk until 12 and then we come back to the site and the festivities begin. Nice. Um, are there any healthy snacks available? <laughs> well, we've gotten to, it's it's fruit galore. Fruit galore. There'll be fruit galore for everybody free of charge. Nice. Um, we we have water, we have fruit, and it's all free. Um, some of the parents, because this is a, a sometimes we work with the parents in the school we're in, are talking about bringing food out to raise money for the parents' funds. So they may have a um, variety of foods. We'll make sure that all the foods are semi-healthy. Right, good. <laughs> um, because healthy is relative, my brother. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Some people think grass is healthy, and that's all they eat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. That's, that, that, that's very funny. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. now, well, tell me a little bit about your personal health. Do you exercise at all? Yes, I go to the gym. I have um, been with a personal trainer. I take boot camp. Nice. Um, you would not believe my age. Oh. I am very physically fit. Nice. Um, and I believe that anybody can do this for themselves. And just think, um, Vincent, it started with me walking. It started with you walking, really? It started with me just walking. And, um, you know, in college I used to dance. Um, and once I got the energy from walking, I said, I kind of like this. I joined the Y and I began to do aerobics. Um, and ever since, I've been back 19 years, I've been in some kind of exercise, physical activity 
or other. So my health is very good. Excellent. What about nutrition? How important is that to you? Nutrition is extremely important. It's extremely important. You know, I don't have anything against eating meat. I do feel sorry for the creatures. But I have the sense that um, somehow with canine teeth that we were meat eaters from way back, Uh, vegetarians when there was no choice. Um, And so, you know, we are who we are. And in different countries, we have different diets. But the sugar, I found that sugar creates huge amounts of inflammation. Yes, it does. Um, And many of us, yes, and many of us were suffering from joint pain, from what we call arthritis and other illnesses. It's inflammation. It's inflammation. And some of it comes from the environment. And, you know, that's the kind of sickness that I get, the environmental ones. And some of it comes from what we ingest. You know, I try to tell people when I'm teasing them, but I don't push it. You know, if you put sugar in your gas tank, it's not going to run. Our bodies are not there to synthesize a lot of sugar. True. Um, You know, but we do, we can absorb meats and we can absorb fruits and vegetables and, and other. And many of what I found in my studies is many of the gluten intolerance levels are due to inflammation. Yes. They're due to inflammation of our lower upper intestine. And therefore, it begins to attack, and this is, this is scientific, the upper respiratory, I mean, um, the upper um, intestine builds up a lot of bacteria because of the sugar, and then it begins, it begins to raise your immune system to attack everything you put in your body. And so you will find that you're lactose intolerant. All of a sudden, you have allergies, and you can't go out when there's pollen. Yes. And, you know, a lot of our children are having these allergies now. And what's happening is their intestines are infested with bad bacteria, not just good bacteria, mm. which is bacteria nevertheless, pretty ugly looking things, but that digests our food, absorbs our food, moves our food on through. And many people are walking around with huge bellies and constipation. And so, you know, that's poison. That's poisoning our system. And so we have to keep things moving. In our system. Literally moving. You're so right. That is literally. We can talk talk about that for hours, but we won't. (laughs) I know we could. (laughs) Yes. Now, how can my listeners find out more about Amani House and the upcoming walkathon? Okay. They can actually, I'm going to give our phone number. It's 718-638-2059. That's 718-638-2059. Two zero five nine. If they Google Imani House, that's I M A N I H O U S E dot O R G, or just Imani House, which is easy. Yes. Um, they will go to our website. You can click from the website to also register. Um, but they will find out the history of Imani House, a little bit about me. Um, and uh, what we're up to, our newsletters up there, they can see some of the things we've done in Liberia because we have a health clinic in Liberia. It's very important to me. We have literacy program, and we do public health. Nice. For those who don't know, Liberia was um, overcome by Ebola yes. um, in 2014, and Imani House lost two of our medical staff wow. to Ebola. Mm. Yeah, so we are doing a public health campaign over there to try and show people 
better sanitary practices and hoping to change behaviors that, you know, people use in the countryside, whether they live here or in Africa. So looking at how to avoid spreading infectious disease is a major theme of our public health campaign in Liberia. So you can reach us at imanihouse.org anytime you please. Um, you can give us a call. We accept volunteers. We work with about 125 volunteers a year, and we will accept volunteers for the walk up to a certain number. Nice. Um, okay. So we're a community-based organization of the old days. We are the um, prodigal, I guess I might be using the wrong word, a community organization that used to exist, neighborhood, from the neighborhood, know the neighborhood, care about the neighborhood, and work to improve the neighborhood. That's who we are. Can uh, my listeners follow you on social media? Yes, they can go to Facebook. That's Imani House, Inc. One word, Imani House, or just go to Facebook and look for Imani House. We're the only one. Well, I think there's some in other states I've heard of. Um, we are on Instagram. We're on Twitter as well. Um, and those links are on our website. And we would love for them to follow us. We would love for them to come out to the walk and do some Facebook Live. Yes. Um, help us with some of that, promoting it for next year's hopeful larger events. So until we grow and grow and grow, and this um, comes to the attention of everybody to find a solution. Sounds good. Hey, this has been a, this has been a great interview. And so, Sister BZ, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And aside, in terms of saving my children, um, I have two doctors, an engineer. One is in the Coast Guard and one is in human services. I did save my children by leaving this country. And that is a very sad thing to say. But God bless your children. God bless you. That's amazing. That truly is. Thank you. Now, I, I truly hope for my listeners that this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.